3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Joe Biden didn't look, didn't sound good, and lied last night. I know you're going to find that surprising. We'll talk about that. We have a former NBA player talking about the culture war and what's going on with the Durham investigation. All that's coming up on I'm Right. You know something we don't think about enough? Something we don't talk about often enough? I know it's something we've discussed on this show, but we don't talk about it enough, is other countries, other world leaders, and their access to our president. And this is what I mean. I don't mean backroom shady deals for Joe and China. We've talked enough about that for the time being. I mean, wrap your mind around this. Wrap your mind around JFK and Khrushchev. All right, just just briefly, JFK and Khrushchev. Do you know that when JFK would go on TV and speak during things like the Cuban Missile Crisis, it was an all-hands-on-deck thing in the Soviet Union, all the leaders, Khrushchev and all of them, they all gather in the room and they watch. Why? Trying to figure out what he's saying. What's he saying? What's he not saying? How's he look? Does he look confident? What what are we dealing with here? We got got all these tensions. Well, I think about sometimes our leader, Joe Biden, right now. And then you look at what's going on in the world. Obviously, Russia invades Ukraine. China is just salivating to invade Taiwan. These are nuclear powers, all these things. And then I think about the fact, Joe Biden, because he's president, he goes on TV all the time. And I think about Vladimir Putin sitting in his room with all of his scumbags around him watching Joe Biden. I think about Xi Jinping, the Chinese. I think about them sitting in a room, all hands on deck. Hey, Joe's sitting down with Jake Tapper. Let's watch it, see what he has to say. So when I play you just a couple little clips from last night, I want you not just to look at this of, oh boy, that's embarrassing. I want you to look at this and think to yourself, if you're Xi Jinping, and all of his military advisors and political advisors, and you're watching Jake Tapper interview Joe Joe Biden. What's going through your head as you sit there and watch this?
5: We passed $368 billion worth of help. Which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion seven hundred million dollar billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. We 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 pass so much legislation that significantly makes a makes a point about you know, for example, the American Rescue Plan.
4: What do you think they're thinking? If if you're Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin. You got more than two years left of that guy in charge. What do you think they're thinking? And I bring this up because obviously we've talked enough about how I think we're going into dark economic times and things like that. Well, keep in mind, the problem with putting your economy on the razor's edge like we are right now is it doesn't take much from external forces to just push it off the cliff. It could be stuff you're not in control of, where you have a drought right now. That's a big deal. I just heard today that Florida, of all things, Florida's orange crop is going to be smaller than usual this year. Like That's stuff you can't plan for. And foreign things. economy's right there. Europe's going to freeze and starve to death. What if Vladimir Putin does launch a nuke? What if Xi Jinping does go marching on into Taiwan launching missiles? Our president is practically begging them to. Now... That's bad news. Here's the good news. He's definitely not running in 2024, no matter what he tried to claim here.
0: But one poll shows that almost two-thirds of Democratic voters want a new nominee in 2024, and the top reason they gave was your age. So what's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job?
5: Well, they're concerned about whether or not I can get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history who's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done.
0: Big question, of course, is when you're going to make an official announcement about whether or not you're going to run for 2024 for reelection. Do you think you'll make a decision before the end of the year?
5: Well, look, uh, I'm not going to make this about my decision. I'm going to make this about this off your election. After that's done in November, then I'm going to be in the process of deciding.
0: Is one of the calculations that you think you're the only one who can beat Donald Trump?
5: I believe I can beat Donald Trump again.
4: He doesn't even answer any of the questions. In fact, and I almost admire this, he's so inept, he just throws out meaningless terms and lies against the wall. Well, that's because it it said I didn't get enough done, but I got a bunch done. You may not like what I got done, but basically everyone likes what I got done. (laughs) Josh, that's so embarrassing. But the question was valid, actually. Are you going to run? And do you hear what Joe's answer was? His one honest moment in that interview, did you hear what his answer was? He said, well, we're going to see what happens in the midterms. Hmm. That's interesting. Because I remember just last year, Joe said this.
3: Have you decided whether you are going to run for reelection in 2024? You haven't set up a reelection campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time.
5: <laughs> My predecessor need to, needed to. <laughs> My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss it. Um, No, an answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation.
4: So what changed? Well, here's what changed. Joe Biden is no longer useful to the system. Remember, you don't have individuals in charge, really. You have a religion in charge. That's what the system is. There's one religion that governs the entire administrative state, the media, education, entertainment, sports, medicine, everything. One religion governs them all. And you are either a useful servant to that religion or you're not a useful servant. Joe Biden has been useful so far because he's just basically done whatever the psychos around him have told him to do. We'll get to them in just a moment. But now, Joe Biden is such a disaster that he's going to cost the system valuable positions of power in the House and Senate. They can't risk that again for 2024. That's why he answered the question that way. We'll see what happens in the midterms. He's going to get pasted in the midterms, and then, as I've predicted many, many times, bye-bye, Joe, he'll resign for, why, oh, I got a <coughs> cough or something like that. It'd be health reasons, something ridiculous. Now, why did he fail so badly, though? Now we know what they'll say, they'll lie, make excuses. There were were lies, they're right-wingers. Why did he fail? Joe Biden failed, not just because he's a weapons-grade loser and always has been, Joe Biden failed because he surrounded himself with full-blown communists, with cultural Marxists, with people who've been educated in America's communist education system, and they're not interested in re-election. We talked about this a bunch of times before. People ask, and it's, it's understandable because that's your value system, right? It's my value system. You think to yourself, well, I would at least want to, even if I'm a Democrat, I would at least want to succeed a little bit on behalf of the country so I can get reelected. Communists aren't working towards reelection. They're working towards destruction. They're going to burn, the people around Joe Biden are going to burn as much of this country to ash as humanly possible. And then when everything goes down in flames for them, electorally, they'll ride off into the sunset and go work for probably a university somewhere, probably the University of Pennsylvania. They just added majors, diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as environmental, social, and governance factors, AKA they, uh, they added ESG. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying, man, That's horrible, how could the University of Pennsylvania just add communism to the curriculum? You can major now in communism, that's crazy. Well, you're right, it is crazy. But let me ask you something. I'm a parent, I have two sons. They're getting older, won't be long now, they'll be going off to do something. I hope it's not college, I hope it's trade school or something, but look, maybe one of them will need college to go into the field of their choice, okay, all right. You know what will cost me 60 plus thousand dollars a year, actually 61, seven ten to be specific, 60 plus thousand dollars a year to send my oldest son, James, to the University of Pennsylvania. Okay, so let's just do the math. I went to community college, give me a second, so that's 60,000 plus 60,000 plus 60,000 plus 60,000. So if I send my son, James, to the University of Pennsylvania, I will pay $240,000 Not to have my child educated, to have my child educated by my mortal enemies who hate me and hate him and hate my country and want it destroyed. So you can be as mad as you want at University of Pennsylvania for this kind of ridiculousness, but let me ask you something. Who's the sucker in that scenario? Is it the communists at University of Pennsylvania teaching my kid communism, or is it the Republican parents out there still pushing their children with this lie that has lasted for far too long. You gotta go to college. You can't have a good job unless you go to college. Well, yeah, son. Oh, wow. My my daughter who was perfect before is now 22 with 18 rings in her face and green hair and just came out as a man. How did that happen? You did it. But hey, look on the bright side. The daughter you love, yeah, you lost her forever. She's probably hooked on drugs already, and on all that's that stuff, you lost your daughter. I know that sucks, but the good news is this: you still got to brag to your neighbors that she got to go to college. That is the most important thing, isn't it? Yep, little little Tina got to go to Pennsylvania. We are so proud of her. Hey, did I tell you guys, Pennsylvania? Woohoo! Start waking up and wising up. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I am right, we have a former NBA player joining us next to talk about culture war things. He's calling out LeBron James, which I already love. Oh, we got a good show for you tonight. Before we do that, let's do this. Let's do basic preparations. Basic preparations. I'm not some disaster doomsday prepper. No matter what my wife tells you, I'm really genuinely not. It just makes me feel better to have some basics basics do you have basics you probably are working on it i'm working on it don't feel bad if you're not caught up yet remember what do you need food You need some kind of emergency food you need ammunition you need a way to access clean water do not dismiss that don't always assume there's going to be clean water coming out of the faucet and you need a way to battle against infections do you have that because i know that's the least sexy part right everyone wants to buy ammo oh look at my new food Nobody wants to talk about medicine. Jace Medical makes it easy. Stop talking about it. Go do it. Get a Jace case. Actually, get two of them. Get two Jace cases. What's a Jace case? It's a flight of antibiotics. So if everything goes to crap and your wife gets a little cut on her hand, you don't have to worry about her dying from it because she'll have a flight of antibiotics. Go to JaceMedical.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 10 bucks off, all right? JaceMedical.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Each morning, the President
6: of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
7: Columbus, I mean, he he initiated a new world genocide. He took slaves. Uh, he he mutilated. He murdered. Uh, and we're gonna they're gonna say slash and honor him. And so there are a lot of states that have come out and scratched the Columbus Day and made it uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. But in our city are we we that backward that we have school districts that do that? I'm amazed. Just
4: amazed. I miss basketball. I do. Joining me now, Royce White, former NBA player, obviously ran for Congress against Ilhan Omar. Royce, I remember when I was a kid... Me and my buddies would get together and play basketball, albeit poorly. And he was Dominique Wilkins, and I was Michael Jordan, and he was Isaiah Thomas. We were trying out all the moves, and we would—we we just we, we loved it. We lived and died for it, man. And I never knew. I mean, honestly, we weren't a political family. I didn't know what any of those guys were. I just know, man, it was sports time, and we'd get to sit around and Christmas. Day, and now it's all this crap all the time, and I don't even watch it anymore, man, and I hate it.
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I I don't know what happened to uh, Pop's head there. Maybe he took a took a shot to the head. Um, you know, th- this is uh this has become commonplace for Popovich, Steve Kerr, uh, a, a cohort of other NBA coaches, and and a ton of the the, the top or most notable NBA players and athletes across professional sports. Um, and their narrative is, it, look, this is what, what I've been trying to get across to people. I, I did hear when I was running for Congress, but, but everywhere I go to talk about these issues. This is the greatest scam. This is the greatest sociopolitical scam ever run in human history, I think. And, and people tend to believe that liberalism, communism, and globalism are three different issues or that they're three separate movements, but they're all the same movement. They all share the same end, and 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 specifically, they share the same end when it comes to people like Greg Popovich and the narrative, and it's very, if you can't understand that they all have the same end game, look at the narrative that Popovich is driving, and it's a very clear and coordinated narrative. Trade your American citizenship for global citizenship, trade your, um, you know, let's, let's say, trade your individual rights and freedoms for collectivism and ultimately trade your Christianity for uh, faith and technology. And those are the three driving uh, messages of, of, this, of this movement, of this mainstream movement. And Greg Popovich is, is a running dog.
4: Well, our bar communists just chose different talking points, but they're all pushing the exact same thing the stag on Soviets and the Chai Comms that have done and still do. Speaking of the Chinese and globalism, this actually is a perfect segue into LeBron James. Not yeah. a fan, never been a never been a fan, but this human being is the biggest stinking hypocrite in the world, constantly crapping on this country, even though he's now a billionaire, courtesy of us, and he makes Every excuse in the world for China that currently has concentration camps where they're harvesting organs.
7: Well, look, I'm a huge fan of LeBron James, the athlete, and I think it's important for people to be able... Especially, it's it's important for people to be able to distinguish the athletes and their athletic accomplishments and their gifts and abilities and, and talents on the court or on the field of play and who they are as people. And when we don't do that, we lack the ability to discern... Um, uh, prophets from false prophets or or people who we should genuinely admire from false idols. And LeBron James has become one of the biggest false prophets or false idols in in modern culture, especially as it pertains to sports and and especially as it pertains to the black community. And and, uh, LeBron James is one of those, you know, uh, people who has been propped up, who has a very loose association with the truth, a very contradictory association with the truth. And Am I going to be one to sit here and say that injustice isn't an issue? No, I think we have to identify what the, what the real institutions of injustice are and how they're waging injustice against, let's say, the American working class and a $32 trillion national debt, for, for example. Um, but, but to say that injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere, but you conveniently skip over the place where you make a billion dollars is just dishonest uh, you know, from the outset.
4: Finally, you mentioned individual rights, and it just, it it, it floors me they're coming out now and saying it. Here's a Pfizer executive saying, transmission, (laughs) vaccine doesn't stop transmission.
7: Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market?
3: Um, Regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No, Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk.
4: Okay, Royce, I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. I was told that I'm a grandma killer because I wouldn't get the vaccine, that I deserve to be fired because I didn't get the vaccine, that I'm going to cause a winter of death. I believe that's what the president himself said if I didn't get the vaccine. How many people lost their careers over not getting the vaccine, including people in our military? And we now know that the vaccine companies knew all along it didn't stop the spread, which makes every vaccine mandate completely null and void. Do I have that right, Royce?
7: corruption. Corruption of the highest order. I mean, yeah. these people should have to be brought before truth commissions. Um, you know, uh, w- when we say medical industrial complex, um, I know a lot of people talk about the military industrial complex, and many people are becoming more familiar with the media industrial complex. But this medical industrial complex is is just as pernicious. And, and all three of them are in on it together. And I think Pfizer is a perfect example. You talk about a military taken over the the uh, you know at the, at the time the military was the head of the of the vaccine initiative that was led and charged in charged co-op by uh, you know big Pharma and then you had the media carrying water for the whole deal uh, it, it shows us that the level of corruption and the complexity to corruption uh, at the highest level is is it, it runs deep but it's not really hidden I mean you know Pfizer Pfizer thinks they can walk around and do whatever they want to do because everybody's everybody's kicking in.
4: That's what's amazing is how obvious it is. I'm an idiot and I know about it. So everyone knows about it now, but they don't seem to care. Royce White, please come back soon, sir. I enjoyed it. Thank you, brother. Godspeed. Be good. All right. That's stuff like that from corporate America that's exactly why i strive so hard to be more purposeful with where i spend my money and don't spend my money i do and i'm not naive i know i still screw up i'll still go to a movie and then i'll find out afterwards oh gosh i shouldn't if it's crap they're pushing things I'll, i'll go buy this or go buy that and then i'll find out after it's crap but i'm trying to be better That's why I'm so thankful for Public SQ, because it's my tool to be better. You want a list? You want a database that's growing every day of companies that share your values, companies in your area? Good, you want that list? Pick up your phone. That's where it is. Download the Public SQ app. It's right there. Public SQ has done what we've wanted done for so long, they've compiled the list and it's growing. You want to put your money where your morals are? Download Public SQ today. We'll be back. All right, what's this stuff I'm hearing about the Durham investigation? You do remember there's still a Durham investigation going on, right? Just how much malfeasance are we dealing with at the FBI? Well, we found out that the FBI offered Christopher Steele, the now disgraced Steele dossier guy, A million dollars to corroborate it and couldn't do it wouldn't do it what does any of this mean joining me now one of the good ones republican from pennsylvania chairman of the house freedom caucus which we really love scott perry all right congressman what does this mean because i'll I'll be honest this makes the fbi look really 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 bad which is saying something because they already look really 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 bad
8: yeah i was gonna say it's uh it's it's going a long way at this point this is an institution i imagine that you just like i revered once in your life and now has just totally destroyed their own reputation and uh look you know i'm glad the durham probe continues it's taken way too long let's face it and 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 look i know they've got to go wherever the evidence leads them but this can't be just a bunch of low-level folks that uh that were marginally involved right when america's not going to be satisfied until we know the entire truth so uh the the fbi it's pretty apparent to most people that are watching is rotting from the top we don't know how far the disease or the infection goes but we got to rip that thing open we got to tear the scab off that thing and uh and get a look inside it and just see how rotten it is and and uh this is uh Focus this is a step in the right direction. But if they think this is going to mollify the the people of the United States of America who demand equal justice under the law, they demand that justice is blind, uh, it's not nearly enough.
4: Congressman, here's what worries me, and I've had this thought, and I know it's a little bit dark, but uh, there's been so much loss of trust in our institutions, not just obviously FBI, you could make the argument medical institutions, CDC, but let's focus on the FBI. There's been such a drastic loss of trust over the last six years that half the country, I would argue at least, doesn't believe anything they say. Now, as you pointed out, this is an organization, maybe wrongly, we used to revere. I remember I wrote him a letter when I was like seven years old. I wanted to be one of the guys with the blue jacket right. and the yellow letters on. Now, if the FBI showed up at my door, I don't care what they asked. I wouldn't help them at all. Go, get, go talk to my lawyer. The answer is no. The door closes. That's an unhealthy place for a nation to be when you lose yeah. that kind of trust. And they don't seem even slightly interested in earning that trust back. How do we recover from that? Well,
8: Jesse, look, uh, you like me, I'm the same way. When they showed up at, uh, at, at uh, our vacation home, I told them, they started asking me some just casual questions. And I said, I got nothing to say to you people. It's unfortunate, but it's reality. In the past, you'd be happy to sit and have a long conversation about whatever they wanted to talk about. This is how you start, Jesse. Um, look, Christopher Ray obviously has to go. Leadership starts at the top. You're a military guy, just like I am. The, I am the command climate is incredibly important, and it goes right to the top. The person that's leading sets the pace, sets the tone, uh, uh, sets the condition for what's allowable and what's not allowable. And to think that Christopher Ray doesn't know all the things that are happening in his organization is an unacceptable situation, regardless of why. Either he's incompetent or he's complicit. Either way, he's got to go, and he's got to go, if you understand my meaning, with extreme prejudice.
4: Amen. Uh, Congressman, here's my, here's my concern. Okay, you guys are going to hold hearings, and I know you will, and I pro- applaud you for it. Yeah. The FBI is going to do the same thing we've seen them do 10,000 times. I'm sorry, I can't comment on an ongoing investigation. I'll, I'll look into that and get back to you. And that brings us to a point of what? Okay, what do we do about it then? Because they, they're just going to stonewall yeah. again. What are we actually going to do? Not what you want done or I want done. What will we do?
8: Right. So, uh, as you know, uh, James Comer, the uh, chairman or the ranking member on oversight, soon to be the chairman, Jim Jordan, the ranking member on judiciary, already have preservation orders in because we know they're going to try and scroll, slow roll the documentation. And like you said, when we drag the people in there, uh, they're going to try that number. So I would say this to Christopher Ray and the top lieutenants in the FBI, I hope you've got a time card for the uh, House Judiciary Committee conference room a hearing room and a cot because you're going to set up camp there because that's where you're going to live. That's number one. Number two, the real power that the executive, correction, the legislative branch has over the executive branches. I hope you're willing to work with no money because that's what needs to happen. The, The legislature needs to stand up, see if it's got any courage and say, you know what? You've only got enough money to go after real criminals, real criminals that are killing little children, that are, uh, that are involved in, in uh, h- how about the cartels on the southern border? You know, those type of things. you got money for that, but nothing else. And you're going to have to justify every cent, cent and we're going to drag you in here three months at a time to go through your budget three months at a time to make sure you don't have one penny extra. That's what's actually got to happen, and the legislature is the one that has to have the courage. The FBI and the executive branch has the courage to run over the Constitution roughshod because they know that no one's checking them. Congress has got to reach down and see if it's got anything and do something about it. And the power is in the money.
4: Do we have the courage at the leadership level? I'm not obviously worried about the Freedom Caucus, but at our leadership level, assuming I know that's a big assumption, assuming we're going to take the House. Do you think our leadership is going to be committed enough to go through with that? Again, if it was just you running the meetings, I wouldn't be worried. Is our leadership going to be committed enough?
8: Well, I will tell you this, Jesse. We're all focused on, of course, November 8th. We've got to win the majority first, and then we're gonna. Then we're the conversation with leadership begins. And remember, it's not leadership yet. We've already started asking them, what are you committed to doing? What are you not only committed to asking for? What are you committed to fighting for? And what are you committed to getting done? Like you know, how you treat us when you when we don't want to vote for one of your boondoggle things that the Democrats have the Democrats support. What are you willing to do with Republicans that refuse to help out in saving the republic? We want to know that plan. And if we don't see some kind of a plan, well, look, we'll see what the numbers look like. But we're going to hold you accountable. And leadership isn't going to be so easy at this point.
4: Speaking of the FBI, Joe Biden was asked about his son, Hunter. Well, I'm sure you've seen it, but here it is. Reporting, CNN's reporting, and the Washington Post reporting suggests
0: the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that?
5: Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, like many families have had happened, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my a- application to purchase a-, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, the, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs, he said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I have I, I, great confidence in my son. Well,
4: oh, look, that uh, doesn't, Jesse, we, one, we, answer yeah. any kind of, no, please go ahead yeah look we're all proud of our children
8: all of us are flawed and and you know all families have things that they wish that that didn't happen in their family we get that and we know he loves his son and we can appreciate that uh, but that's not the, really the question at hand and quite honestly it was a softball don't give us this low level didn't fill out the application right for a firearm or some kind of evasion thing <laughs> this isn't about hunter biden this is about joe biden this is about influence peddling selling your influence in the federal government at the very high very highest level not only to strategic competitors, to adversaries and enemies. So that's the real question. And of course, the, 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 you know, the person asking the question can't be bothered because you know, they, they want to just sweep this whole thing under the rug and think that we're going to be satisfied if Hunter gets a, a speeding ticket and we're going to disregard uh, destroying our country and selling out and betraying our country to our enemies. We're not going to. So with all due respect, let's ask some real questions here
4: okay finally from your home state john fetterman sat down went, well here
5: the, our doctors saying that we're fit to do it and i have demonstrated my abilities and where i'm at and i'm leaving people up to that that choice but
1: we haven't heard from your doctors in six months
5: well, But you've seen from me every day.
1: We did find that in small talk before the interview without captioning. It seemed it was difficult for Fetterman to understand our conversation.
4: Congressman, strokes are a terrible thing. Obviously, I'm not going to poke fun at the man for having a stroke. I've lost relatives for having a stroke. But uh, if Tom Brady somehow loses his arm in a car accident, he can't play quarterback anymore because that's a basic part of the job. If you're a United States senator or want to be senator and you can't talk or understand people, you can't do the job.
8: Formulating ideas and articulating them are a core mission of representing the constituents, your bosses in Pennsylvania or any other state in the Senate, the most important deliberative body on the planet. Uh, obviously, look, we none of us wishes what happened to Mr. Fetterman happened. We hope him, uh, that he has a speedy recovery, but there's obviously an issue here. And the reason we haven't heard from his doctors, and look, at this point, I think we all know that you can probably find a doctor to say just about anything you want to. We've watched them come out on national TV for about two years saying all kinds of things about the pandemic. That's not the point. We can see it with our own eyes, we can hear with our own ears, regardless of his ideas, which are sub- substantively problematic in a, in a republic, in a free republic. Um, they're they're, they're the, uh, an issue in and of themselves, but his cognitive abilities are of concern. And I would just say this, if this were Republican, if this were uh, just any Republican, or dare I say the, uh, the son of the former president or the president himself, um that was seeking higher office or any office whatsoever what do you think this conversation would be right now jesse
4: mm-hmm. congressman go get him. I'm rooting for you
8: thank you god bless you thanks for your service
4: sir you too semper or you too all right russia ukraine i never know what's going on there so i need my buddy brian dean right to tell me and he's going to join us and tell us next I know you can only watch and listen to the show. I realize that, but here's what I really wish, and maybe technology will give us this option one day. I wish you could smell the show. Now, hold on, I'm not being weird. I'm not being weird, stay with me, stay with me. You know your home in your office, you know they they have smells. I'm not saying you don't keep your home clean, but you have smells. Cooking has smells, pets have smells. It's life, it soaks into the paint, soaks into the carpet. The thing is it's your home so you don't realize it yes realize it though someone comes in your house has a smell you know what doesn't have a smell this studio right here and it's just me and two other dudes who work here so it should smell a lot we have three eden pure thunderstorms here in the studio though three of them go get them it's just this little black box they're miracles they will take the smell out of the air kills viruses and mold took away my allergies EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE gets you $200 off. That's 200 bucks off a three pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back.
0: Do you think Putin is a rational actor?
5: I think he is a rational actor who's miscalculated significantly. It just, I, I just think it's irrational.
0: So, if, if he's not rational and. No, I didn't say
5: he's not <laughs> rational.
0: You said the speech is what I think. Rational. I
5: think the speech is. Okay. His objectives were not. I think he thought, Jake, I think he thought he's going to be welcomed with open arms, that this, was, this has been the, the home of Mother Russia Kiev and Kyiv and where he was going to be welcomed. And I, I think he just totally miscalculated.
4: I love that. <laughs> what? I mean, it's just not being rational. I mean, he's rational, but that was irrational. He's irrational. Oh, God, he's joining me now. our buddy Brian Dean, Wright, host of the great President's Daily Brief podcast. Less than 20 minutes, and you're updated on all the news of the day, and you get to sound smarter than your friends. That's why I listen. Brian, okay, uh, let's, before we get into Joe and Russia, Ukraine, and everything else, let's focus on somebody that I, I don't know. Vladimir Putin is he rational is he in his right mind i've heard rumors he's sick i've heard rumors he wants to be like stalin i don't know who this guy is who is he
6: yeah look so there's been a lot of guesstimation and and you know people saying that they think that they know who this man is and his mental state the fact of the matter is a very few people actually do and the only time that we've ever heard from the, the intelligence community on this they have said that, in fact, Vladimir Putin is not crazy. He is not at death's door. He is, in fact, a rational actor who, in their view, he made a profound mistake, particularly in his opening days of of uh, trying to take Kiev and other places. But he is not an irrational man. So we should just just absolutely toss that out of our head at this point. He might become increasingly dangerous, uh, and and uh, you know if he loses uh, people and, and equipment in Ukraine, but he's he's not uh, a crazy man.
4: Okay, setting aside everything that our government and media has said, because I don't trust them, I don't trust our government or media, I don't trust Russia's government or media, I don't trust Ukraine's government or media, let's focus on what Putin has said about why he invaded. Because he did amass an army at the border and invade. Why?
6: Well, his view is that the West, particularly the United States and Europe, have been increasingly encroaching on what he views to be kind of his backyard, right? So Ukraine, the Baltic nations, uh, you know, now Finland and other places, you're getting much, much closer to his country. So he's saying, look, NATO, uh, stop coming closer to my nation with your troops, with your weaponry. That is going to cause us a problem. You get too close and all bets are off. It's like if China were to you know, set up shop in Cuba like the Soviet Union did back in the 1960s, there is a red line, and Putin is saying we have crossed it uh, in terms of our engagement and our pushing of NATO
4: further and further into his territory. That's his argument. Okay, have we crossed it? I, 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 I asked that for this reason. I think the normal person would think, well, Finland? What, is he worried about Finland invading? That sounds crazy. What, is this guy paranoid, or is he lying, or did we cross it?
6: Yeah, I think most reasonable people will say, starting back in the 1990s, yeah, we 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 started to get further and further into his territory. So that is, I think, a fair uh, you know critique or argument. Uh, Henry Kissinger, of course, the the great uh, Secretary of State, he said, look, we've gone too far, we've pushed too far into. A Russian uh, territory, Russian interests. So it is ultimately Putin's, uh, it's on him for having done this, having invaded. But we did contribute to the conditions. That's Kissinger's argument and that's other people's argument. So people can decide if that's fair or not. But I do think that there is a reasonable argument to be made that this atmosphere of conflict, we have contributed to it.
4: Okay, now give us an update on what's going on. I I saw not only are we sending, I believe it was missiles over there now, we're also sending the head of the teachers union. What's going on?
6: Well, we can get to that in a second, but holy smokes. Man, over the weekend in the past couple of days, we've had a horrific series of events A bridge was blown up, a very important bridge, $4 billion is what it cost to build. Vladimir Putin put that in starting 2014 through 2018. That bridge was very important, not just because it was allowing uh, vehicles to, to go through, but the rail line, that was the really important one in terms of the military implications, right? So from Crimea to other parts of Russia and Ukraine, that rail line was serving as a critical link. That has been damaged. It's currently being repaired, but it was a big deal. It's also a big deal because Crimea Crimea, and that $4 billion bridge represented to Vladimir Putin and their nationalists in Russia, sort of a, a disconnect from what they were trying to, to solve or fix or, or heal, as it were, from their minds. Back in the 1950s, Crimea used to be part of the Soviet Union. Then they gave it away to Ukraine back in the 1950s. So this bridge meant more than just you know helping with transit, right? Or even with the war. It was a psychological piece there about the bridge and Crimea. So in response, the Ukrainians who, of course, probably blew it up. They were like, yeah, what else you got, Russians? What do you gonna throw at us? So Putin said, all right, let me send you some missiles, and that's what he did on Monday. Blew up all kinds of things throughout uh, Ukraine. We can argue about the tactical, uh, you know, benefit from that, but what we know this morning, 30% of Ukraine's electricity infrastructure was targeted and destroyed. So there were impacts there on the civilian targets that they were after, which is the big headline here. We are now seeing on a very overt and a very aggressive basis that the Russians are targeting civilian infrastructure, it's gloves off, the people are now targets, the infrastructure are now targets, and that means greater escalation in this war. And that's why you heard Joe Biden say that we are with Ukraine forever, no matter what it takes for as long as it takes, which comes with a huge, huge obligation. No matter what the Ukrainians do, we have to be beside them, Yikes, what's what's bridling Zelensky and other Ukrainians from doing some really escalatory stuff because they know that we're always going to be with them, right? It's kind of like the, the dog normally wags a tail. Well, now we've got the, the tail wagging the dog. And that's the implication of this strike and the United States and Joe Biden saying, we are with you, Ukraine, no
4: matter what or as long as it takes. Golly. Okay, well, this has global implications beyond just whatever regions Ukraine has, Russia wants? What are the global implications of this?
6: That, uh, huge. So we saw immediately after the strikes uh, spikes in natural gas prices and wheat prices. We're also seeing acts of sabotage. Again, we all know about Nord Stream 1 and 2. You and I talked about that. We're seeing acts of sabotage in Germany. One of the rail lines was actually the, the communications cable was cut in several different places, the German government saying that it was an act of sabotage not but done by an individual, but rather by a state actor, almost certainly. We we're seeing what we anticipate to be a cyber attack in Denmark and here in the United States, taking off websites here in this country, uh, related to some airports in Atlanta and Los Angeles. Now, it didn't appear to disrupt operations, but it was sort of a, a proof of concept that the Russians uh, a group has acknowledged that they did it kind of a proof of concept to say, we can attack you. In Denmark, they they brought part of an electricity grid down on that island of Bornholm. So we're starting to see this ripple effect uh, from these strikes in Ukraine over the weekend. This thing is getting worse. It's not getting better. And we have more and more rhetoric to include by our own leadership saying, we are all in on this. And the Russians saying, we are too. When you got two nuclear powers saying that, that is a bad, bad deal.
4: What ability setting the nukes aside for a moment? What ability does Russia have to seriously hurt us? I saw the stuff about the cyber attacks from my understanding. It didn't really disrupt operations at the airports, but. Can they do that? Can they stop pipelines? What, what can they do? or what do we think they have the ability to do to us?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Their cyber capabilities are very, very good. We have long been expecting uh, more of those kinds of, of demonstrations and strikes in this country, yes, to shutting down pipelines, yes, to turning off electricity grids yes to shutting down our banking systems or degrading parts of it probably not national uh, you know nationwide but regions you know targeting specific banks so their cyber capabilities are very good the FBI and the NSA for all of the problems that they have they have been apparently trying to harden some of our systems but nevertheless the, the Russians are very good at this so I think that we are going to see throughout if I could sort of forecast the next couple of months, The Russians are going to try to freeze out the Europeans, and they're going to do that through lots of different ways, one of which, of course, is controlling natural gas supplies. But the second is with this cyber stuff, right? Sabotage operations, kind of World War II-like stuff, blowing up gas tanks and gas lines, right? They can do that here in the United States, too. But their main target really is the Europeans. They want to force Europe into a peace deal. So I think we're going to see a lot more of these kinds of sabotage and cyber attacks in the coming weeks and months
4: may you live in interesting times brian dean Wright. it's the president's daily brief podcast thank you brian i appreciate it man you bet all right we're gonna have a a light in the mood it's gonna make you laugh next i just i got the snickers something fierce when my producer matt sent it to me this morning i said i was showing the wife i was laughing before we get to that though let's talk about your crappy health insurance now, I'm not, I'm not insulting your health insurance plan. I'm insulting your health insurance company. Because our medical institutions have really revealed themselves, in speci- especially in recent years, as not being, not being on our side. It's hard to find one that's on your side. You don't believe me? I want you to do me a favor right now. Go look at your health insurance card. Make sure you know what health insurance company is yours. Go look up your health insurance company in Pride Month. Do a little internet search. Tell me what you find. Switch to One Share Health, a faith-based insurance company that doesn't hate you, doesn't hate your values. In fact, they support your values. 5% of your monthly every month goes to veterans struggling with PTSD, and the coverage is great. The prices are great. Put your money where your morals are. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly. Promo code Kelly gets you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. We'll be back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. <laughs> and uh, look, I don't have any commentary to add. Just, just enjoy.
5: Oh my God. Back up. One baby chair. Baby. Baby, come.
4: Baby, I can't find the car! It's locked!
5: Get around the other side of the car, then! Baby, come
4: here, baby, come here! Get him! Wait, come on, girl! Uh, See you tomorrow.
6: giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,